Hello, and welcome to the Thinking Elixir podcast. My name is Mark Erickson. I'm Cade Ward. Let's jump into the news. First up, Chris McCord created a new library, or at least the Phoenix team did, uh, that adds Tailwind CSS support to Phoenix applications in a more direct way. So recently, Tailwind 3 was released, uh, had some great additions. One of these new features was a standalone Tailwind CSS CLI, this command line interface that includes pre-built binaries for all major platforms. This enables all of Tailwind's great features without the dependency on Node or NPM being present on the user's system. Chris let us know that the Phoenix new project generator will add Tailwind support in a future release, but he shows how we can do that right now today on our existing projects using this new Tailwind library and a few different updates to a project for how to integrate it. And so he wrote that up in a a blog post with code snippets and examples on the fly.io blog. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. But I am a big fan of Tailwind CSS, and I am super happy to be able to remove any other Node or NPM dependencies. You know, we've already been moving towards ES build, and I've just kind of been seeing across the developer ecosystem, it's kind of a backlash against Node. Rails is moving away from it. Everyone's like, oh, we're moving away from Node. You know, not without consequences. You know, there's challenges to doing that, and there's benefits. But this is a great step just to make Tailwind integration with Phoenix that much smoother. Yeah, that's exciting. I know a lot of people have been asking for Tailwind CSS support. There's a big issue thread talking about how to do it, and then ultimately it never happening, but it's now happening. Next up, Alex Kupmos, the creator and maintainer of the Promex library, has added Broadway support into Promex. For those not familiar with Promex, it's an Elixir library that helps get Prometheus metrics collected built on top of telemetry and creates accompanying Grafana dashboards. If you're using Broadway for data processing, this could be a great way to see what's going on in a Grafana dashboard. You can check out a link to his tweet where Alex showed a screenshot of what it looks like. I know, Cade, you've had some good experiences using Promex. Yeah, Promex is pretty cool. Once you get it up and running, which is relatively easy, It's pretty neat. It even pushes the dashboards up to Grafana for you. It posts them. And then you go into Grafana and you have all the dashboards you could ever dream of. It's just like the quickest way to just get some, if you have no insights into what's going on, it's the quickest way to just get some really good insights into your project. It's a really great starting point and maybe even an ending point. It's got so much stuff in there. And I think if you're already using Broadway for data processing, could be a great way to see and get some visibility there. Next up, thanks to the work of several members of the Build and Packaging Working Group as part of the EARL-F, which is Erlang Ecosystem Foundation, Erlang projects can now more easily publish documentation using xdoc. So a hex package called rebar3 underscore ex underscore doc adds this support. So really what I think this means is that as Elixir developers, there are lots of Erlang libraries that we may still depend on. And this makes it easier for Erlang developers to generate xdocs. And that just means that if we're already using these libraries, that we can still have the familiar tool of xdoc with its searching and its highlighting and structure and the way it works. We can still have all of that while we're accessing and reading other Erlang libraries. So I just think it's great to be able to see tools that kind of bridge across these communities of Erlang and Elixir, just beam friendly. You know, I think it's great. Yep, that's really cool. 
Next up, the Membrane Framework has created an interesting in-depth tutorial. So for those who may not know, the Membrane Framework is an Elixir multimedia streaming framework. You can now create your own video conference room with a little help from Membrane. It's a multi-part tutorial that walks through the code needed to make a project like this. It's a pretty cool idea, so we'll drop a link in the show notes if you're interested in checking that out. And that's it for the news. Fly.io supports this podcast by providing editing services. Beyond being great for supporting us, they are a great place to host your next Elixir app. Check them out at fly.io. Today we're being joined by our special guest, Boris Kuznetsov. Boris, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm happy to have you because sometimes it's great for us to dig in a little bit deeper on a library. And you are involved with a library called Waffle. And we want to learn more about that, where it came from, and what problems it helps us solve. Because I know Kate and I have both had experience using this, and it's been a great thing that we want other people to be aware of. But even if you've been in Elixir for a long time, you know about it, it's still great to just go a little bit deeper and understand more about it. So thank you for coming on and talk with us about that. But before we jump into all of that, I'd love to hear more about you. Like, where do you live and what kind of work are you doing? Actually, I, I was surprised to learn that uh, you're also using Waffle. So that's uh, like really pleasant to know. Currently, I live uh, in Lipitsk, Russia. So it's relatively close to Moscow in Russian terms. So it's like 300 to 400 kilometers to Moscow. This kind of the same part of Russia. Currently, I'm like contemplating about moving uh, to Poland next year. Like hopefully next year, I will be like living in Poland. That's interesting because I know for whatever reason, there's a large group of Elixir development that happens around in Poland. Is that part of the reason that like there's an Elixir community in that area and that's drawing you there? I presume we have like because of like Joseph Alim, who lives, I believe, in Krakow. Also hope to join like this Krakow community because I'm like considering moving to, to Krakow. So how long have you been using Elixir? Always uh, like for my whole career, like for the past 10 years, I always like play with many different technologies. And I have always have like ton of uh, different pet, pet projects and each one I hope like to finish someday, but they kind of like keep going and trying to start a new project without finishing a previous one. Regarding the Elixir, I've been using Ruby for like uh, six to so seven years, like uh, full time developing some like services and different projects uh, with my uh, previous company. And uh, during that time, I got interested in Ruby and started like around three years ago. I was interested in Elixir and started doing some pet projects in Elixir. My previous company is called Ivroni. They do like software consulting, like they do many different projects for many clients. Three years ago, I started doing some like uh, pet projects. And after that, uh, we got like new clients uh, for Elixir development. And yeah, after that, I got like some production experience with Ruby for like a couple of years. So I would love to jump in to this topic of Waffle. It's a fun name for a library. I just like saying the word Waffle. It's a great thing. What is Waffle and what problem is it trying to solve? Apart from that, Waffle is like part of a cuisine. Waffle is a library. And when I started doing some uh, hobby projects, the project I came up with during that time was lockup10k.com. It's an app to learn like English vocabulary, as I myself not like a native speaker. And obviously, I like still learning English. Like each day, I knew like some, something new. 
And yeah, for kind of solve my issue, I started this project to like boost my vocabulary size. And uh, because of that, I also wanted to start learning Elixir and decided to like kind of combine those two ideas together to grow my vocabulary and also try to learn something new and fun. And yeah, because of that, I picked uh, Elixir and I discovered that if you want to upload files, currently you have only like Arc library, uh, the most popular one. And unfortunately it was kind of not abandoned, but uh, like wasn't updating for quite long as I was uh, kind of active in uh, open source community. Like I maintained a couple of projects before and I decided to look into pull requests and yeah, uh, basically I forked uh, Arc library and come up with this name Wifall and yeah, basically merged uh, open pull requests, like reviewed them and merged them. And that's how uh, Wifall library started. You mentioned there the Arc library and that was the actual library that we had started with. This is a, a project I was working on with some other coworkers several years ago. That was about the time when Arc was still like the best solution for doing these upload files and handling that. So this is separate from Live View, but it's just like you have a traditional database model kind of idea where you say, I want to attach this image to this record and have it be stored and processed and go up to S3. So that's what we were using was ARC. So like if you look at the ARC website, it hasn't been active for about four years. So what made you think I can take this and and update this to make it something new and keep going. Mainly why I chose like Elixir is because I obviously love the idea that you can use all the processes. Like because previously I was using Ruby language when you have only like active thread, which keeps executing the code. And that's kind of the one limitation I felt about the Ruby when I learned about Elixir, that it has this awesome like OTP concept and all the things you can do with, with this stuff. I also was kind of active in Ruby community. I did like several open source contributions in Ruby. And also like I have like, I believe one request in Rails. Unfortunately, only one, but uh, also like implement a couple of open source libraries. And basically when I switched to Elixir, I chose this language because it's also like a new language which is growing and you have like a chance to contribute because like in the Ruby community, like most of the needs of the community is already like satisfied. You have a bunch of like uh, great libraries, career wave for working with files or like Paperclip, which was also a competing library with like file uploading. But in Elixir, you basically kind of can choose whatever you want if you like to contribute to the community. I was also looking for some library which I can maintain, and that's how I discovered Arc. I had like an issue uh, for myself, uh, like when I was working on this hobby project, that like I want to upload files and manage files, and also I found this library and decided that it would be a good thing to bring uh, some something back to the community and make lives of some Elixir projects better. So just so we can be clear what Waffle is, we've talked a lot about how it came to be and what would be a perfect fit for using Waffle? Why would somebody use Waffle for something? When you want to manage files, like uh, when you want to even like do some basic things, like profile pictures or upload some podcasts, you have basically two ways. 
to do that, the, the first way would be to like implement like everything from scratch. Because of that, you have to figure out many different things. Like you have to figure out how those like uploads is formatted in uh, like Phoenix payload. You need to think about how to parse them, how to store them. Then you kind of have to choose a library. If you're using like S3 compatible storage, then you have to look around and uh, see what kind of library you can use to manage S3 storage and probably want to process files. And yeah, it's basically uh, too many things you need to figure out for yourself. But instead of that, you can look for some open source library, which already assembled all of those things together and presented for you with a nice DSL. And uh, yeah, basically you can create a module, import a couple of additional modules and do that, and uh, you will have a decent pipeline for working with file uploads. That's really cool. I like the tagline on your GitHub repo that says, Waffle is a flexible file upload library for Elixir with straightforward integrations for S3 and image magic. I believe I like copy pasted this uh, like straight from Arc library. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. That's nice tagline. And uh, I myself, like not a native English speaker, it would be hard for me to come up with some like decent sounding headlines. You have experience in Rails. I also came from Rails as an experience, uh, you know, developing that before I came to Elixir. In Rails, I w- might have reached for a library called Paperclip. Is this comparable to Paperclip? From like my knowledge, my recent knowledge, Paperclip library was like archived for for some for some time ago. I believe it's still it not even like has any recent patches. So currently, there are kind of only one solution to work with file uploads in uh, Ruby. In, in Ruby world, is use something like Carrier Wave or maybe even like look into this active storage thingy from Rails six which they introduced. And this active storage, I believe, uh, kind of can provide some DSL on top of different file management libraries. But yeah, basically, that's a similar thing, with, uh, but uh, for targeted to Elixir projects. When I've used these kinds of things before, it's like you let a user select a file. Oftentimes, it's an image. And you say, well, I want to be able to store, maybe keep the original image that they gave me, but I want one that fits this size dimension and maybe one that's a a small thumbnail. And so you want to be able to process it, right, in these couple different formats. And so that's what the integration you have here with Waffle does with image magic. So it's letting it do some of those resizing things and creating multiple file attachments of the processed image. Is that right? Yeah, but it could also work not only for images. It could also, as an example, if you upload a sound file, it could compress it to different bit rates. Or if you upload a video file, you can kind of provide different versions of this video file for like many different network bandwidths. So you can do anything. You build a pipeline for your file type or your kind of file, and then you're allowed to fork off and like create different versions of it, store the original, run some command line tools on to produce those variations, and you can kind of come up with whatever result you want. This idea uh, sounds like a simple on the surface, but uh, like being working a file library and like getting some issues, like some requests from the community regarding uh, like those API, I learned that it's not that easy to come up with some uh, API, which will be flexible enough to accommodate needs for many different types of projects. 
Because of that, I am kind of contemplating on the next version of the waffle. So how I can improve it to make it more like applicable for additional opportunities. As an example, I got some questions when someone asked, can I kind of trigger reprocessing again? Or can I regenerate a version for only particular version type? As an example, I, I lost one of the versions and I want to regenerate it. And yeah, that's kind of tricky to come up with API, which would suit like most of the needs, but it wouldn't put any burden for like simple use cases when basically to do a simple thing, you have to kind of write a ton of boilerplate. So it's a balance you need to maintain between making your library flexible enough and just making it too overcomplicated for what it does. Yeah, that's always a tricky balance. That's also an interesting challenge just as a project maintainer because you might say, well, I don't personally have the need to do this, but I can see why that's a problem. I understand that this is a situation, but then it just kind of, well, how can I help solve this? And it's all unpaid work, right? You're, you're not being paid for your or sponsored for your work on Waffle, are you? Actually, when I work with my previous company, Ivroni, they have website ivroni.com and they do kind of like many open source activities. As an example, Ivrania organizes a Russia biggest uh, event for Ruby community in Russia to its kind of annual Russian Ruby conference. And they also support open source. And because of that, I was able to work on a waffle like and getting paid for it. So previously, like it was a bit easier to put it like that, but I changed my company around seven months ago. Yeah, since then, it uh, basically wasn't paid work, but like you still like, get some benefits because of it. Like, obviously, you can exercise your Elixir knowledge and uh, your system design skills and also like get involved into the community. And when you work on open source projects, you get like this feeling that you're like doing something good for the community. And that's part I like the most. So I noticed also that the waffle project is under an elixir waffle organization so there's multiple projects so i was wondering if you could tell us about one of them in particular which is waffle ecto and what kind of integrations does that give us when we're saying yes i want to use file uploads and i'm using ecto how does that help so basically you might have different use cases for your project as an example you can implement some CLI tool or maybe you're working on text editor written in Elixir and you want to add some file management to it. Like maybe you want to like process some data, like some images or maybe like video files and process them and put directly into some kind of storage. It could be with a, like a Google storage, it could be S3 storage. And because of that, you can use Waffle like as a separate component just to do all the grant work for you to provide you pipeline for working with different versions and figure out the uploading for you, like some kind of optimal uploading algorithms and asynchronous processing. But if you want to like store your results and maybe you have a use cases when you want to keep track of the data you processed, that's when this Ecto integration comes from. It basically adds custom type for schema and these types keep track of this file name and the file version. And yeah, you can basically, if you want to remember what you did, so you can use this integration and write this to some kind of storage which Ecto supports. Another question I had is, I know Chris McCord has done a lot of focus on doing live uploads. 
and spent a lot of time working on that over a period of time. Is there any support for Waffle with LiveView? I'm a huge fan of LiveView and did uh, several uh, projects with LiveView for some of the clients. If I remember correctly, LiveView uh, gives you a path when you upload the file, and uh, after that, you still need to process this uh, like temporary file, which currently lives in a TMP folder, like in a TMP directory. And you still need to come up with some pipeline, how to upload it to some remote storage or maybe local storage and maybe how to process, process different versions. In those terms, you probably need this library and just plug it like somewhere in live view action to trigger this. But I'm currently considering adding some additional section to the Waffle documentation regarding live view and maybe provi- providing a couple of examples how you can integrate it. But uh, from the like high-level perspective, it should be relatively the same as you do this with just uh, regular controllers. So Boris, I imagine when you're working on a project like this for a long time, and you, especially when you've taken over a project that you didn't originally start, I've got to imagine there's some challenges that you've had to overcome. Are there any that you can share? That's actually a very good question, because obviously when you write it yourself from scratch, you kind of understand all the ideas and all the like hints placed around all of the code base. But when you start using a different library and start digging into the source code, you get exposed into those ideas from a different person. Maybe like heard those things uh, which are going around the like programmer community that in some cases it is easy to like uh, ditch the uh, previous like legacy code base and start it from scratch then trying to like fix all the bugs and personally like i am also fighting with this idea should i stop working on a waffle library and start something from scratch like to kind of rethink all the library apis from ground up like maybe based on my current knowledge and current experience, maybe I can come up with something more like straightforward. But every time I think of this, I remember that when you picking up the current library, which been for so long, which means that many corner cases already been figured out. And every time you start so- something from scratch, you just start bumping out on those problems like second time and it's a tough challenge. Especially there's a phenomenon called like second system syndrome, which means that you can kind of, if you start this writing second version of software and you have a tendency to like plug everything into it and it has like a high risk of being overcomplicated for what it is. Because of that, I like keeping my hands tight and not starting those ideas about rewriting it from scratch. Yeah, that's a fun challenge. I definitely get that syndrome from time to time. It'd just be easier to rip this all out and start over from scratch. But you're totally right. You lose so much information that you don't know, so many edge cases that have already been accounted for. Especially if you consider that it is like open source project, which means that you work on it in your free time. And probably you kind of want to maximize the fun you're getting from maintaining something and those thoughts like also like flying around. When you're working on this. So what does the future of Waffle look like? Are there any future releases planned? You're talking about potentially rewriting it or trying to redo the API. Are there anything else that you have in the works that you're planning to release that you can share or would like to talk about? 
So currently, the main challenges of the Waffle library is like recently I started working on file validation because like previously it was implemented kind of not that secure way when you only check the file name. I did some research and figured out how we can have nice file validation with uh, magic bytes. Like kind of each file has a certain format and many files for, for certain times start with certain byte sequence. And you can match this byte sequence and for sure that say that it's as an example, a docx file or that's like exe file or that's like JPEG file. And based on those magic bytes, you can implement the file validation. I did some research around that and implement this prototype of the module, which uses magic bytes for file validation. And I believe it either like lives currently in an open pull request or I already merged this module, but I still need to do related work to do this model, module, basically writing all the documentation and providing all the examples how to use this. Because currently you basically have to dig uh, into the code base on your own and overall the documentation. And I believe that's uh, the most, like the first thing I would like to improve to make it more accessible for the new users. I started like streaming on Twitch and as I started like this YouTube channel, probably I would love to also film a couple of introduction videos regarding how to work with file validation. Regarding some video guides, we have this awesome project which called like ElixirCasts. Probably you've heard about that. The ElixirCast filmed uh, this also guide from for, for the Waffle library, how to use it. Like they have free episodes and they have like special uh, like episodes for the members and this episode for the member. Well, along with this idea of future development and working on documentation, are you open to contributions or looking for help? It's always great when community gets involved into the Waffle library. Several recent pull requests was from, from my community members. Anyone wants to contribute to the Waffle or like any open source projects, I feel like the community, especially like in Elixir, is always welcoming a new user. I also knew that we have this Elixir forum when you can discuss many different topics. I believe that's like the really awesome community and I created uh, like different topics myself on this platform and Elvis was welcomed by the community and got plenty of helpful responses. Yeah, Elixir Forum is a, a great resource that if you're coming new to the Elixir community and you're not familiar with it, you should definitely check it out, elixirforum.com. Just a, a great place where there's a lot of people who help answer questions and just have interesting and collaborative discussion. So I see you had a discussion there about something that you were playing with, which is Emacs-like text editor in Elixir. So is that something else you've been playing with? So you scratching like my inch with text editor. I'm programming for over over the 10 years and I tried many different text editors. So I believe I started from like Notepad++ or something more than 10 years ago. And over the time I tried most of the available editors. Like I used Vim for quite a while. I used Sublime. I used uh, Idea obviously. And for a couple of years, I used VS Code as well. And I even tried like Atom Editor. And recently for the like past couple of years, I landed on Emacs. And pretty much I'm like loving the functionality and extensibility of this project. In Emacs, I tried different versions like Space Max. And the second one, fortunately I forgot uh, the name of it, but it has 
primary to main distributions of Emacs. So I tried them both. I landed on my own custom configuration. So I tried, tried them and decided to just basically write my own init.el configuration for Emacs. And yeah, I've been using it for the past couple of years, years. And for the past years, I have been like playing with this idea to apply Elixir flexibility and ability to use like modern language because in order to extend Emacs, you have to use Emacs Lisp. Like overall, Lisp language family is kind of tricky if you are not familiar with this special kind of syntax and quirks. I recently learned that the Lisp language is really close to raw AST language. Like when, when as an example, Elixir gets compiled, it gets processed into the AST. Like eventually, I forgot how to explain this acronym, but it's basically some kind of syntax tree. And Lisp is really close to this tree because it kind of looks uh, kind of the same as a row tree, like as the row representation of language. But yeah, I played with uh, this idea uh, of applying Elixir for text editing. And I discovered this term box library and it has like X term box package, uh, which helps integrating this library with Elixir. And also someone from community implements this awesome library, which is called Ratatul, which builds on top of external box and provides you some kind of neat event loop or VSL, which you can build on. And yeah, I started to give this idea a try and yeah, started doing some drafts of how, how this text editor in Elixir could be done using this approach. That sounds fun. It sounds like you've got several ways you can spend your free time in looking in either Waffle or text editors, because I know that's a rabbit hole that a lot of people can really spend time on. I'm thinking of you, Ashton. He's a big Emacs fan. We're about out of time, but before we go, I want to make sure that if people want to follow you or the Waffle Project or maybe the Twitch streams, where can people follow you and where should they go for that? I have like a main handle pronounced like a champion. It's uh, like A and then champion, but with E instead of A. I use like social network platforms. Like the main one is GitHub, obviously. And currently I'm streaming on Twitch at 6 p.m. UTC time, like every each day. I'm currently working on my first video on YouTube channel. I gave several talks on uh, conferences, basically how I choose a team for like subject for each my talk. I basically thought about which expertise I like the most. I just kind of started digging into this area and doing some research. And that's like how I did all of my talks. To give you a couple of examples, I was interested how this uh, like concurrency works in, in Ruby language. And I basically digged into the C sources of Ruby language quite a lot and gave a talk about how concurrency works in Ruby. I also wanted to learn about garbage collection, like how this works in modern programming languages. And I gave two talks about garbage collection. The, the most recent one was at the Stockholm conference. It was Erlang conference. And I gave a talk about uh, how evolution of garbage collection in Erlang. The conference name was STO, I believe so. Going back to the main question, you can find me on GitHub and also this YouTube channel and also Twitch streams. But I don't try to use all these 
social networks as a minimum so i don't have like either facebook or twitter well, very cool well, we will have links to all of those in the show notes and so i think that was code beam sto that you were mentioning there thank you boris for coming on i love that you are continuing to extend and support waffle which is the extension of arc it's an important library i think a lot of people should be aware of at least to know that this exists and that this might help solve problems for you Thank you for helping us to understand a little bit more about how it came into being and a little bit how it works and that we can use it for other things, not just images, but even audio files, video files, and it still has applications with Live View. So very much appreciate all that. Thank you very much. But that's all the time we have for today. Thank you for listening. We hope you'll join us next time on Thinking Elixir.